Welcome to the Dairy Digest. I'm Dr. Jackie Borman. Today's episode of the Purdue Dairy Digest will talk about why now is the time to start thinking about heat stress and heat abatement on dairy farms. While it may seem like spring and especially summer are never coming after what seems like an especially long and brutal winter, and indeed parts of the Midwest are still buried in snow or flooded from the start of snowmelt, there are parts of the U.S. that are already experiencing temperatures that would require heat abatement. Next week, students from Purdue are visiting farms in southern Georgia, and it will be 80 degrees when we are there. A nutritionist from Iowa likes to tell his producers that he uses March Madness as his deadline for getting heat abatement figured out. By the time the college basketball championship has been determined, farms in the upper Midwest should have checked all of their heat abatement tools to make sure that they are operational. The thermoneutral zone for cows is between 32 and 77 degrees Fahrenheit, meaning that that is where a cow does not have to use energy to maintain her temperature. If it is warmer than 77 degrees for an average healthy cow, she will have to start allocating energy towards dissipating heat. When humidity increases, cows will start to display signs of heat stress at even lower temperatures. Much like we talk about dry heat not feeling as hot as heat when it's humid. Signs of heat stress include decreased activity, increased standing time, increased respiration rate with labored breathing, and reduced feed intake. An interesting thing about heat stress is that during heat stress, when cows are consuming less intake, her insulin levels actually increase. This means that even though she has low glucose because she's not eating as much, her body is signaling that she has enough glucose and to put some of that away as storage. That is why cows that are heat stressed have reduced milk consumption. First, they are not eating as much, but secondly, because the mammary gland does not have as much glucose because insulin is higher, which tells the animal to store glucose rather than keeping it in circulation to be taken up by the mammary gland. In order to avoid heat stress, here are the basics. First, provide shade to protect animals from direct heat from the sun. Second, exchange air in barns frequently and keep air moving to help cool the cows by transferring heat from the animal to the air moving past the animal. Third, make sure cows have enough drinking water and potentially add water space in the summer. The goal is at least four linear inches of water space per cow and make sure that that water is clean and cool. And last is to add evaporative cooling through soakers or indirectly through misters. Evaporative cooling works by combining water and airflow to cool the cow, like in the example of misters, or cool the cow with soakers, then pull the heat off the cow when air is moved past the wet cow. We experience this in the summer when we step out of a lake or an ocean and then feel cold when the wind blows. The air is evaporating the water that is on the skin surface, and this reduces the temperature of the skin. There are a lot of factors to take into consideration when deciding what form of heat abatement can be done on your farm, including the amount of manure storage for extra water, electricity demands, and the design of facilities. However, now is the time before our first major heat stress event to make sure that fans are clean and operational, misters or soakers are operational, there is enough water space, and there is adequate air exchange in your barns. Cows typically respond worse throughout the summer as they get high heat stress events stacked on one another. In order to minimize the negative effects, make sure you start out your warm weather with cows feeling comfortable.